Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. You're still live, you're on News 90s on Joy 99.7 FM. Now, the, uh, tonight there is a bit of a diplomatic round, this time with Parliament family in the middle. Uh, the U.S. Ambassador to Ghana, Virginia Palmer, has tonight incurred the wrath of some members of Parliament. Key sponsors of the anti-LGBTQ bill currently before the House have unleashed a blistering verbal attack on the Ambassador after she warned Ghanaian products may be blacklisted and banned in the United States market if the bill is passed. We'll hear from some of the MPs pretty shortly and uh, who have been uh, left fuming. But first, here is the U.S. Ambassador addressing the American Chamber of Commerce event here in Accra. I think very few people understand that the reality is that the bill undermines the basic free speech rights that Ghanaians otherwise enjoy. The goal of the bill... Drafters are not shy about advertising is to make Ghana hostile, not only to LGBT people, but to anyone who even sympathizes with them. It seeks to make illegal all discussion and all media that even mentions LGBT issues. So journalists would be arrested, landlords would be arrested, mothers and fathers could be arrested. If passed, the bill will make it harder for you not only to recruit and hire the best people from overseas, but it will marginalize educated and hardworking Ghanaians by making it clear that they are unwelcome. Well, we can hear from a key sponsor of uh, the promotion of proper human sexual rights and Ghanaian Family Values Bill, Emmanuel Bedra, expressing his outreach at the comments by the U.S. Ambassador. Typically, removing those ones doesn't I think clearly very few people understand that the reality is that the bill undermines the basic free speech rights that Ghanaians otherwise... I don't otherwise. see why anybody from anywhere will be against it. Would the um, a U.S. Ambassador his counterpart in Saudi Arabia decide that, well, America will not do business with Saudi Arabia or Qatar or any of the Arab countries. Why is she doing this thing to Ghana? Why is it that it's only Ghana that wants to pass this bill and she's, you know, propagating that we should not pass it. If we pass it, America will not be, do business. She can go to hell. For us, we care about, we care less about it. Isn't that too, too strong a word to you? No, she can, go, she to can go to hell. And I'll tell you why she can go to hell. We have been subservient to this, you know, America for a very long time. Mm. And, and it looks like anytime there is anything, then they hold you by your, your bottles and say, well, if you don't do this, I will not do this thing to you. Why can't we now have a strategic decision that we decide that we want to be on our own than depending on America? Fair enough, we've signed AGWA, we've signed, you know, uh, all kinds of agreement with America. Mm. And so, will you say that the, the agreement that we signed with you through the AGWA, you will now say that you repeal it and will not go by your own agreement, that we cannot import our goods to American market, then we will also not allow any of the American businesses to, you know, to fetter in, in this country. To operate in this country. Fair enough, we, are, we, we have other countries that we can do business with. Is it only in America that we can do business with? She should stop propagating this lie. She should stop doing what she's doing. Well, so Evans, whilst um, the U.S. ambassador to Ghana was speaking, we know that Ningo Pram Pram MP Sam George was also in New York uh, giving a statement in uh, other program in New York. And amongst others, he was raising issues about protecting the sanctity of the Ghanaian society. Thankfully, he joins us on the line. We are grateful for your time here on Newsnight, Mr. Sam George. So I would want to first find out what the reaction was to the comments that you made at the program. Unfortunately, it appears we've just lost um, some George, the Ningo Pram Pram MP there uh, on the line, but uh, we'll definitely raise him back. We'll also be hearing from the chairman of the Constitutional and Legal Affairs Committee of Parliament and also uh, scrutinize a bit further the comments that were made by Virginia Palmer at that program yesterday. We're talking about that, uh, he was speaking at this uh, chamber, American Chamber of Commerce. 
and he put what she said in context. I want us to listen uh, to the context in which she places what she said. But when we talk about lowering barriers to trade and investment, we also need to talk about treating people fairly and ensuring your employees are safe and protected from legalized discrimination. So I want to broach a subject which I know is a little bit sensitive. But it has a more important business context than most people realize. Ghana's parliament is con considering a bill that would curtail the human rights of the LGBT community, their families, allies, and quite frankly, all Ghanaians. Everybody has opinions about the issue, and I respect those opinions very much, even if I disagree with them. But very few people have read the bill. I think very few people understand that the reality is that the bill undermines the basic free speech rights that Ghanaians otherwise enjoy. The goal of the bill, the drafters are not shy about advertising, is to make Ghana hostile, not only to LGBT people, but to anyone who even sympathizes with them. It seeks to make illegal all discussion and all media that even mentions LGBT issues. So journalists would be arrested, landlords would be arrested, mothers and fathers could be arrested. If passed, the bill will make it harder for you not only to recruit and hire the best people from overseas, but it will marginalize educated and hardworking Ghanaians by making it clear that they are unwelcome. I have no doubt that such legislation would have a chilling effect on Ghana as an investment destination. Companies have already talked to me about American consumers being unwilling to buy things that are made in a country with such repressive legislation. It will make it harder for me to sell Ghana as an investment and trade destination. So the legislation, in addition to undermining public health and public order, would reduce forex inflows, cut into your bottom line, and reduce your workforce options. Not something Ghana's suffering business environment needs now. I'm truly thankful for those of you who've had the courage to raise these issues with Ghanaian policymakers. As representatives of the business community and as the partners Ghana needs, to be a truly inclusive 21st century economy, your voices need to be heard now more than ever. Well, let's try again. We have the Dingo Pram Pram MP joining us. We are grateful. Um, Sub George, I'm sure you can hear me now. So I'm asking, really, um, listening to Madame Virginia Palmer and knowing that you've been to the, uh, the United States, do you get the same vibe that, indeed, if we pass this particular law, it will be difficult to market Ghana to investors out there? Because she's been describing this particular bill once passed as hostile, amongst others. Well, we need to listeners back home in Accra. Um, clearly, Madame Virginia Palmer, U.S. Ambassador to the U.S., has shown that the difference between reading and then understanding what you read. She's read the bill, but she doesn't understand it. Um, I'll use it to extend a 30-minute session to, her to educate her on the bill so that she doesn't peddle such misinformation and disinformation about our bill again. It's unbecoming of someone of her diplomatic standing. The point must be made clearly. I mean, the United States of America is in this country. The jury is still... They can strike at the now culture of the American nation. And so it is by being settled. And if Madame Gretchen Palmer thinks that she's incapable of attracting American... The, the, the respectable thing and tender him a resignation because her colleague in Saudi Arabia or her colleague in Bahrain or Qatar are leaving with even tougher measures against LGBTQ and taking trillions of dollars of Saudi dollars into the American economy doing, she's doing a net positive for America when it comes to trade with Ghana trade coming into Ghana than Ghanaian trade going into 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 the US. So we have a trade deficit with the United States. So if the United States decides to stop doing business with Ghana, it's the United States that's gonna suffer. Not and whatever business we do with them, the US should be very well aware that we're in a global world. China is ready to do business with us. Russia is ready to do business with us. The Gulf is ready to do business with us. They're going to be isolated. And you see, again, when the US ambassador peddles such untruth, someone uh, holding such a high office, is unbecoming of a... Okay? Except she is a lobbyist and a spokesperson for the LGBTQ community. Never do this again. To suggest that the best persons in the workforce LGBTQ person. Such hogwash and such such pedestrian logic. 
What facts does she have? Look at the, the fantastic people in the media, in academia, in the sports industry, in the creative arts industry, in our healthcare sector. How many of them are LGBTQ people? In Ghana, the finest brains are straight homosexuals. They're not heterosexuals, heterosexual, not homosexuals. So what is she talking about? That we can attract the finest brains because, because of... Well, here in America that I am at the moment, after delivering a speech that got rousing applause at the UN headquarters of American citizens, polygamy is, is not allowed. It's, it's frowned upon. Is, is, has that affected anything in trade? I mean, if the ambassador wants to become a spokesperson, you should bear in mind that Article 42 of the Vienna Convention, whether she's a U.S. ambassador or not, it binds her to conduct herself in a manner not offensive to her host country. And so we're sending notice to her to respect our rules. But if she doesn't respect our rules... She's not going to be welcome. We're going to we're going to we're going to organize demonstrations against her, and insist that American embassy government change her because she is pushing an agenda that does not enjoy or is not the official position of the U.S. government. If the U.S. government decides that they won't do business with Ghana again, so be it. They are not the only country in the world. I mean, we are sovereign state, and we must we must get to that place where we say enough is enough. This this bullying and this attempt is simply because our leadership has failed. From the president down to the vice president, when Pamela Harris came and stood by the president, the president literally ran a it's it's becoming very um, difficult um, hearing you, uh, Mr. Sam George. As, as much as we would love to uh, continue this, but it's very um, difficult. We have a cracked line there, but we'll try and establish a better connection uh, to Sam George subsequently, and then we can uh, continue this discussion. We've been hearing from Virginia Palmer on this. Well, he raises she raises the concerns about private investors that will be make it difficult for them uh, to come into the country once um, the environment is as hostile as she describes it in the bill in the current form but really what's the state of the bill as we speak we know that it's gone through the first reading we're on the second stage amongst others we're hoping to bring in the chairman of um, the constitutional and legal affairs committee of parliament um, on this but let's bring in an international relations expert on this uh, dr clovo uh, joining us uh, on the line we are grateful uh, for your time here on news tonight mr clovo so you've been hearing uh, from uh, the u.s ambassador virginia palmer making a strong case about how difficult it will be to sell ghana out there to invest if we pass the bill in its current form. Amongst others, describes the bill as a bit more hostile. Uh, we've been hearing the reaction and backlash amongst others. From where you stand, though, wh what's your reaction to all this? Good evening to your listeners. Uh, the first point to make is that uh, the U.S. ambassador is not the first person to sell them. The job to sell Ghana actually lies with various ambassadors, including Ghana's ambassador to the U.S. And indeed, the second point I want to make is that in as much as we are free as a nation to pass this deal, we must also be ready to pay some price for the deal. For instance, if you pass this deal, automatically those of the LGBTQ community uh, will not be comfortable doing business in Ghana. So a certain private uh, investment that will come from certain quarters will not come because of, 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 the, of, of the bill. And of course, we must also recognize that as a country, it also depends on how you engage other public to explain the contents of the bill. Indeed, once you pass the bill, various governments, particularly those from the West, will put on their various platforms uh, advice to their citizens in terms of traveling to Ghana and doing business in Ghana within the context of human rights and other uh, uh, information that their citizens need to make uh, informed decisions concerning various countries. Now, what, one of the things they would then do is that they will, they will portray this picture of a country that has a law that is hostile to homosexuals. So if, if you pass the bill, one of the things that we, you could do is to ensure that you provide as much information about the bill as possible that is able to inform other public about the realities of the bill. Now, if you don't do that, then you leave the interpretation of the bill to other countries to do for you. 
And that information is what their citizens are going to work with. Let us also bear in mind that the U.S. is not a single constituency. Indeed, there are citizens in the U.S. who are also anti-homosexuals. Those who believe that the family is meant for man and woman uh, to give birth to children. So, yes, there are various angles to this. But, of course, as she said, she tried said that, uh, of course, we will take some, some part in terms of uh, those who want to do business with us and those of their citizens who may feel like because of the, our anti-gay stand, they are not ready to purchase uh, goods and services made in Ghana. These are consequences of some of these actions. But as a society, we need to stand by what we believe is the natural way of doing things or how we perceive society should be. And we must not expect to pass the bill and business to continue as usual. Indeed, our bill is on the, on, on, on the, uh, upon review. It's, it's not as harsh as, for instance, a country like Uganda. Uganda's bill involves provisions that involve uh, uh, death punishment. That is why the U.S. Um, responded to their bill by, for instance, uh, uh, reviewing their status under AGWA so that they, uh, they are no longer qualified to export certain commodities under the AGWA uh, framework. And of course, there are travel restrictions on. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Some of their top officials. Uh, these are things that the US will do. So once you pass this bill, and you must also remain, remember, Ghana is more or less a trail bizarre. Uh, Brazil in the sovereign. So once this bill is passed by the Ghanaian parliament, there will be other parliaments within the sovereign that will want to pass similar bills. So the U.S. and other countries may be trying through these speeches through various means uh, to kind of prevent this one from passing. So the, the ambassador is doing her work as, as yeah. As he, an he, she may be she may be doing she may be doing her work, but if you listen to her pronouncement, the, the central question to ask is. Her pronouncement is that a violation of Vienna Convention? Uh, I'm not sure it's not because he didn't actually tell you that cautioning you that the bill you have may have implications for business operations here. He is not in any way uh pushing parliament, uh, uh in, isn't exactly string into that arena where parliament of the Republic of Ghana is considering a bill. What has she got to say about that? Why is she even entering into that arena? Because she's, because she's, that can influence the outcome of, of the vote if it goes there. Come again? It can influence the outcome of the vote, some may argue. If it influences the outcome of the vote, that means that your MPs are not independent money. Because, I mean, he is an ambassador uh, of a powerful nation, and if he has the chance to influence, he will influence. Indeed, some of our MPs uh, were flown to the UK from information I gathered to be engaged on this deal. So it's not like the, the, the countries are sitting. They are using all manner of means to try to influence how the thing goes. And this is international politics. This is how it works. If you are big, you use all means to get your, 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 your agenda uh, true. Mm. Thank you very much. That's uh, Dr. Ishmael Hobel, the international relations analyst, uh, speaking to us on that controversial uh, comments by the United Nations, the U.S. US ambassador ambassador to Ghana. Ghana. Well, uh, speaking of MPs and whether they will be influenced by what Virginia Palmer said, um, thankfully we've been joined on the phone by the chairman of the Constitutional Legal Affairs Committee of Parliament, Mr. Nyamedwentri. Let's quickly uh, check on the bill itself. What's the status uh, amongst others? Mr. Nyamedu, thank you so much uh, for your time. Really, um, I'm sure that uh, you've been hearing from Virginia Palmer, uh, the ambassador on this, but more substantively though, uh, what's the status of this particular bill? Uh, good evening and good evening to your listeners. I I got ahead of him the last part of the interview you granted, but the status of the bill is that we have submitted a report to plenary and uh, we have done the second reading already. We are here to do the consideration. And the speaker prompted us to meet again on this and then iron out some creases in the bill and that's 
about what we plan to do. As for if I heard him right, that we've been influenced by some other people, that can never be correct. Because some members of parliament have traveled on the Commonwealth uh, Association for a meeting. It had nothing to do with influencing the dialogue before us. So mm. I, maybe it's a wrong perception that the public is getting. But we submitted a report to the plenary and we've done the second reading already. We are yet to do the consideration. Then we do the third reading and we are done. And when are we hoping the third reading will be done and then we are done? Mm-hmm. It's difficult to talk about timetable now, especially when you know that from tomorrow um, the House is debating the budget. And after that, we have to take the estimate. So if we get any window of opportunity, um, I already said that we still need to meet on it as a committee mm-hmm. and iron out some freezes based on the advice of the right honorable speaker. Okay. So, We'll get back to the house very soon. Well, but quickly, though, we've been hearing from Big Brother's representative in Ghana, Virginia Palmer, that's the U.S. ambassador, and amongst others, she's raising concerns about the bill in its current form. For her, it will be difficult to market Ghana, and we face a yeah, risk of banning Ghanaian products or maybe blacklisted in the U.S. if the bill is passed in its current form. Do you get the sense that this bill is actually as hostile as she describes it? Well, I, that is a very difficult question for me. Uh, there are, actually, that's why we did the public hearing. And uh, we, we listened to all sorts of arguments for and against. Some of these things came up during our discussions. But the committee decided that we needed to submit our report to the plenary, which we have done. So I think for now, We've gone beyond that. Mm. We're grateful. That's the chairman of the Constitution and Legal Affairs Committee of Parliament, Enyemedu Entry. You're still listening to News 90s so on Joy 99.7 FM. And MFR today, uh, four high-profile members of the MPP have mm. been dismissed because they backed uh, Alan Chamanting, who we know broke away from the uh, governing New Patriotic Party. One of them is a former Denton member of Parliament mm-hmm. for the MPP, Yabwabia Samwa, who has described... And also described a former Director of Communication. For the party. Yeah, he's described the party's constitution as a poorly written and that the election of Dr. Maud Baumia was choreographed and skewed. Now, lawyer Bobbing says he accepts the decision of the party, but believes the basis for his dismissal is out of step with the fast-developing political culture. He will join us to tell us what he means by that pretty shortly. Another high-profile member is a former general secretary of the party, Nano Hininto, who was also dismissed today. He says he accepts the decision of the party. As general secretary, I am very conversant with the party constitution. Yes. I saw that in that document, the relevant portion of the party constitution has been put in. So, to that extent, the general secretary has done his job and constitutionally so. So, he's right. He's okay. The party is right. Okay. And I, as an individual who reserves the right to make choices, and in this case, I believe that I have made a choice which will be not only in my interest as an individual, not just in the interest of NPP, not just in the interest of NDC, but in the national interest. I am very, very happy as well to stand by that decision. I still recommend any time the people of Ghana to become the next president. Well, so um, that's um, Hobson. I mean, this is, um, in, in fact, Nano Hilling told them. So, former General Secretary. We've been hearing from Hobson Nadoye. Also, um, in the last few minutes, we have something also from Boniface Abubakar Siddiq and a statement. So, all these four, we are told they are frolicking with the butterfly, for which reason they forfeited um, their membership of the NPP. So, you've heard from Boniface Abubakar Siddiq. What has he been telling you, Michael? Well, MFA, he tells me he hasn't heard of anything like that because he has not officially uh, been communicated to from the party. Mm. Therefore, he would not comment on it. However, he says as soon as he hears from them, he would definitely be responding to it. And then we have a long response to the party from Yao Bwabi and Samoa. Uh, let's, th- let's talk about what he's been saying. Well, MFA, so he starts by saying that though none of the persons mentioned has received the personal copy, we accept, he used the word we, we accept our resignation from the MPP and pledge our commitment to Ghana's success through our support for Alan Chamantin. Again, he says our first public conduct in, uh, is unconditionally and with great conviction supporting the high-flying candidature of Alan Chamantin for president is against the MPP constitution, which provides for automatic forfeiture of membership 
under um, Article 3, Clause 9, Sub Clause 1. Now, that is incontestable and therefore needs no formal written notice. He goes ahead to now list quite a number of issues that he has. One of them tackling sections of the uh, uh, communique from the party that seeks to draw um, strength to dismiss them. Now, he, he, he categorically says that, well, that um, is flawed. Okay. That, that understanding in there is flawed. And then goes on to talk about the uh, election of Baumia, which he describes as skewed and again uh, choreographed so that just Baumia will be the final candidate at the end of the day. Okay, and justifying why uh, they are supporting Alan Kojuchemanting. It appears he's writing the statement on behalf of uh, the other four, though, because he keeps mentioning them and saying we, making reference to we in that statement. Um, so that's how it looks like. In the coming days, though, he had agreed to speak to us, but um, just when we tried reaching him again, he says he would, he would not speak, but just go with the statement that he's issued. Uh, that's all to the party. That's the trade minister has been speaking about this today. Katie Hammond says the party's decision was the right one. Let's bring in the Deputy General Secretary of the party. He joins us right now on the telephone line. Uh, that is uh, Haruna Mohammed. Uh, Mr. Mohammed, thanks for your time here on Newsnight. Were these individuals given a fair hearing before their dismissal? Um, after this one, this is a clear forfeiture. Forfeiture in our constitution means that they have voluntarily uh, forfeited their own membership. So if somebody has voluntarily forfeited his own membership, why do you hear him? We only have fair hearing when we are dealing with Article 4 of our party's constitution in line with disciplinary uh, procedures. Yeah, so, but you know the rule of natural justice. Even if you believe it's clear-cut, you still have to give them a fair hearing. Unfortunately, our constitution does not deal with when somebody is forfeiting his own membership. The person tells you that, then you force the person, no, it doesn't work. After this one, the person says that he is not going to be a member again. And these are big members of our party. They are well aware of the provisions of the party's constitution. So if it was that, it was Article 3.8 of the party's constitution, which is expulsion, we will hear them. If it was that, it was about any other provision in the party's constitution besides Article 391 of our party's constitution. But this one is very straightforward. If it was about Article 35A4 uh, of the party's constitution, we'll give them fair hearing. But in this particular circumstance, they have voluntarily forfeited their own membership. And they, they themselves have admitted in their statement that the general secretary and the party is right in taking this decision and we ought not to even write to them we just have to remind them so this is clearly an enforcement of our party so you've written to them formally now no we can't write to them we don't we are not obliged to write to them we are only obliged to write to inform the public to be aware of their public engagement and their voluntary decision to forfeit their membership you're saying that your party's constitution says, in, as far as protocol is concerned, you are not obliged to write formally to somebody who used to be your general secretary, used to be your member of parliament, used to be a member of cabinet, to formally tell them that they are no, more, no longer members of your party? Not at all, per the provisions that they have breached. Per the provisions that they have breached, you, don't have, you are not to write to him. The former general secretary is aware of what he has committed and he is also very aware that we are not supposed to write to him because he himself personally have triggered that aspect of the party's constitution and this is something that all of us uh, know as members of the party and <laughs> it's not something that we have to write to them well Mamiya Samoa says that your constitution is poorly written a constitution that does not respect the rule of natural justice is, is one that he says is poorly written it's unfortunate if, if he has said so, but this is the same constitution that he had enjoyed over the period as a senior member of the party. So if he states so, uh, I, it's a very unfortunate. He was part of the members and people when he was director of communication, our deputy director of communication. In that course, when we amended the constitution, he could have proffered solutions to the whole, whole arrangement of the party's constitution, but he did not do so. He had constitutional right to have done that. And I think that city was heavily represented in that particular program when we were doing the amendment of the party's constitution in December 2017. 
So, for me, we are very resolute in our mind. We are enforcing the party's constitution to the latter, and we are not going to uh, 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 make sure that anybody that uh, wants to bring the culture of indiscipline to our party, we would allow that. Not at all, we would not do that. Thank you very much. That's the Deputy General Secretary of the party. We can hear from Katie Hammond now. Maintain the Afrofranto one. Uh, yes, of course. Uh, uh, that must be appropriate. I, I do know uh, from my longer affiliation with the constitution uh, that uh, if uh, you declare open support for a person who doesn't subscribe to our views, um, uh, you automatically forfeit your membership of uh, uh, the party. I suspect that um, that's simply what they are reiterating. Um, uh, Alan, I think following uh, his decision to go independent, obviously he seems to be, I mean, I think he was categorical about that. He's resigned from the party. So if he resigned and you still uh, attack to his constraints, uh, I would uh, suspect that uh, you also automatically give the indication that uh, 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 you, you, you have uh, uh, said your goodbye to, to our party. So I guess they are, they are just, uh, implementing the constitutional imperative. So that's uh, the trade minister, um, Katie Hammond, in parliament. There's a song on my mind right now, uh, but I'll save it for later. <laughs> I know the song you're talking about. <laughs> song the song the one by Kojenchi. Of course. What do you have in the headlines? Well, the Bank of Ghana finds and suspend the forex licenses of financial technology firm ZP and IMF board sets November 29 as new date. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. For both meeting on Ghana over concerns surrounding cut-off date for restructuring of the country's debts. The Business News on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business, kingdom books and stationery, syntax tanks and pepsodent herbal and charcoal. Imagine strutting into the most anticipated wedding of the year. Ah, only to see seven other girls wearing your exact same outfit. Ah! You are special and one of a kind. And that's why whether it's voice, data or SMS, you get to enjoy personalized offers tailored to your specific needs with MTN Just For You. Dial star 141 hash or select your options on the My MTN app to redeem your unique Just For You package on Ghana's best mobile network. MTN. Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 14 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Committee 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase KNUSD Campus, UCC. Cape Coast and now at the Marina Mall Airport City or call us 0302 764101 
For over 10 years, Old Mutual has been touching lives in Ghana. Whether you're a trader or a student, an entrepreneur or an employer, or nearing your retirement, we have the right financial solutions tailored just for you. Contact Old Mutual on 030-7000-600 or visit our website on oldmutual.com.gh to learn more. And let's realize your financial freedom together. 10 years of greatness, here for a lifetime. Old Mutual, do great things every day. the movie lovers always get some story to share and the premier league lovers too they like complain hey vr ego over you hey this one dear it's like you're talking about me the dstv movie channels oh over me. This festive season, it go over you even more on DSTV. Sports are sports. Movies and swap movies. Kiss channels are kiss channels. And if you happen to be out this festive period, the DSTV stream go meet you there. Dial star 759 hash to reconnect or stay connected and unbox the entertainment this festive season. DSTV, it's your moment. The luckiest. Luck is everywhere. For Keep buying your luckiest ticket with star 712 hash as an individual, a group, an association, or even a community. And stand a chance of winning in the community draw or the ultimate draw on 23rd of December. Be the luckiest on star 712 hash and win millions. Ticket sale starts on October 4th, 2023. And draw date is on 23rd December, 2023. Play responsibly, not for persons under 18 years. This promotion is regulated by the NLA on the Caritas platform. Win millions on star 712 and you welcome back to business on Newsnight. now bank of ghana has fined and suspended the forex license of financial technology firm zp a statement from the bank of ghana issued this afternoon states that the action was influenced by zp ghana breaching the laws covering in what remittance the bank of ghana also adds the suspension of the forex license will run from 27th of november 2023 to 8th of december for the violations of sections of the foreign exchange act 2000 and sex the bank of ghana by this action is warning all players in the industry to adhere strictly to the applications of the forex market regulations and guidelines to other stories the imf board meeting to consider ghana's first program review and disbursement of the second tranche of funds has been moved to november 29 instead of this wednesday this is what joy business has picked up from persons working on ghana's program there's more in this report we understand the move by the IMF is more of a precautionary measure rather than due to the fact that Ghana has not met the target under the program for the next tranche of funds to release to the country. Sources close to the IMF have maintained that this move is to ensure that any delays in reaching a deal with official creditor committee and some of the external creditors doesn't impact on the board meeting. It follows concerns by China that it wants to review the time that has been set as the cut-off date for restructuring Ghana's external debt. The IMF has proposed December 2023 as the date that all the debt that has been contracted by government of its donor partners should be restructured. But China, on the other hand, has argued that if it should go by that date, then some ongoing projects in the country, which loans were contracted over the last two years, might be affected. One can talk about the flyover and roadworks being done around the Palace Mall on the Spintex Road. They are also warning that roadworks around the Teshi area might be affected as well. The Chinese government is therefore proposing March 2020 rather as the catch-off date for restructuring external bilateral debt. 
Sources close to the Chinese government has maintained that it will not be fair to settle on December 2022 debt as proposed by the IMF. Joy Business understand that the official creditor committee led by China and France are expected in the coming days to release a memorandum of understanding that they agreed to restructure Ghana's debt. We understand that what the IMF is looking forward to is a letter from these creditors that they have reached a deal to begin discussions on restructuring of Ghana's debt. This will pave the way for the IMF to approve the next disbursement. Another thing that has come up is that these creditors are pushing for some insurance that should the economy grow than what has been estimated then, they should be getting more in terms of what government should be paying to them when it comes to their restructured debt. Fresh numbers from the IMF even shows that Ghana's economy may perform better than earlier estimated. The Eurobond holders are also pushing for a similar insurance deal. And that is a business DEX report. Now, government has indicated that it will present a separate bill to Parliament for consideration and approval over the tax reliefs announced in the 2024 budget. Finance Minister Ken Ofriata has announced a series of tax reprieves for businesses in the budget. However, there are concerns about the takeoff date of these levies and impact on businesses. But Minister of State of the Finance Ministry, Dr. Mohamed Amin Adam, speaking on the probe, says Securing approval will give more clarity to these taxes. The tax bills, you know, uh, are being prepared, you know, and therefore all the tax lines that are going to be affected will be detailed out in the tax bills that we presented to Parliament uh, for consideration. Full budget? Is that the reason why it's not in the full budget? That's why it's not in the, it come in the main uh, tax bills and Parliament will scrutinize it. Uh, you can't even say whether Parliament uh, will want to approve uh, all of them as intended, and this is why it may be premature to list all of all of them. That may misinform the, the public, and so I would urge uh, patience uh, for the tax bills uh, to be presented to Parliament, so we can see the details. And when Parliament approves, then we will know the full extent of the uh, exemptions that will apply. And that is the Minister of State at the Finance Ministry, Dr. Mohamed Amin Adam, speaking on Joy News Program, The Probe. Let's still stay on this subject because government says it is committed to implementing all these tax reliefs announced in the 2024 budget to support the growth of the economy. Chief Director at the Ministry of Finance, Eva Mendes, gave the assurance on behalf of the Finance Minister at the KPMG UNDP Post-Budget Forum today. I repeat most of the things that he, he did say. But just to have the minister stood on his feet for two and a half hours and presented a very detailed budget. And so I will not repeat most of the things that he, he did say. But just to emphasize a few points. The point I want to emphasize, one, is the fact that the, the government is determined to stay on this path of consolidation. And we will not jeopardize the commitments that we've shown up until this time. We would implement all the tax measures, include especially the tax reliefs, to ensure that there is a bit of freedom within the system for businesses to operate. Chief Director of the Ministry of uh, Finance, Eva Ment. Now, seven out of 47 countries that have signed on to the African Continental Free Trade Area deal have so far begun trading under the pact. Now, some of the countries include Ghana, Cameroon, Kenya, and Egypt. Some of the products that have so far been captured under this trade are ceramics, TAC components. Now, speaking to Joy Business at the Joint ECOWAS North Africa Mode Stakeholder Forum on the pact, advised her to the Secretary General of the AFTTCA, that is Peter Joyce. Someone said the Secretariat is hopeful of increasing the numbers to about 30 by next year. And uh, that is all uh, for business on uh, Newsnight. Uh, back to you, uh, Evans. And, uh, Thank you very much. Thank you very much, George. You're still live here on News Night on Joy 99.7 FM. Uh, a few of your messages that uh, we can share uh, with you uh, pretty shortly. And uh, sports will come your way pretty shortly as well. But uh, Poison for Gold is a documentary that we've been focusing on over the last few weeks.
And of course, we are bringing you the concluding part of this evening on the Joy News Channel. We'll bring that uh, to you shortly, put together by by journalists of the year, Erasmus Asari Donko. Uh, but before then, let's do sports updates on our coach. Yeah, well, updates on the coach. Well, the Ghana Police Service have confirmed the arrest of one Seydou Musa, believed to be involved in the physical assault of Insanchuman head coach Maxo Kunedu on Sunday in their march against Bafokotano. And uh, we remember that that game. Uh, Ganapula at the Shiani Coronation Park, uh, which ended in a scoreless draw. Kunedu was reportedly beaten, leaving him in the Shiani Teaching Hospital where he has been receiving treatment. And in a bit to fish out the culprits, the police announced the intention to manhand to the suspect early on Monday and have successfully landed one. Uh, as reported this afternoon and in a statement released on the socials they indicated that they have arrested Musa alias Gaswan in connection with the attack on the coach of a German football club and they say they are committed to fishing out all the other attackers and bringing them to book. Meanwhile, the communications officer of Insanchuman, Joel Kofi Jempe, has been speaking to me on the current state of the coach. Uh, well, um, I should say uh, with a uh uh, current situation of our head coach, Coach Maso Knadu. Uh he's 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 really responding to our treatment that quick, and we are really happy. And the doctors even uh, expressed our shock as in the um, the stage of his recovery so far. So um, though he earlier said maybe we should be expecting his uh, discharge, maybe likely tomorrow or something. But then if it doesn't happen this evening, maybe we are likely to have him discharged tomorrow. And we are really happy and impressed with that. Uh, Joel Kofi jumped there on the status of head coach Max Okunedu. So, well, in uh, just a related development, Komasia Centre Kotoko have been fined by the Ghana Football Association 80,000 Ghana cities following similar misconduct by their fans at the Dr. Kwame Chase Sports Complex in their Ghana Premier Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. The game against Nations FC, where some fans of the club protested a decision by the center referee to award a penalty to Nations FC by throwing objects into the field and breaking some chairs at the Dr. Kwame Chase Sports Complex. The club mm-hmm. has since responded, indicating that they will contest the decision to pay 80,000 Ghana cities to the disciplinary committee of the Ghana Football Association. That's it for sports. Thank you very much, Ms. Bao. Now, let's take some of your messages. America gets more from us than we do. If um, the U.S. ambassador has any muscles to flex, she should attack the UAE. That's Nana Spintex Road. Your comment to this one, also from Menuvi um, Amuna in uh, Medina, says America and the U.S. ambassador should give us a break the private businesses um, she talks about coming to Ghana to trade in same sex as a commodity I think she's overly um, okay well this one also from Sam Banaman in the USA he says we Ghanaians uh, we don't care whether US blacklist our products or not are they the only country that purchases Ghana products Nane Kuyamwabwatin says I fully support the decision taken by the party to withdraw the membership of these ungrateful members of our party who have benefited so much from the party but yet busily working against the party uh, this one also from comrade Isa Tamimo in Boko. Why is this NPP government interested in selling and willing state lands forever to its party loyalists? Inshallah, all those involved in this unpatriotic act uh, will be held accountable. Some of your messages. Well, concerns have been raised by scientists and researchers regarding the Ghana Water Company's ability to completely eradicate heavy metals from the water it treats before supplying water to households. The ingestion of water containing heavy metals poses potential health risks to individuals who consume it. In the concluding part of our hotline documentary titled Poison for Gold, PAV and Sa, journalist of the year Erastus Saridonko delves into an examination of the water quality derived from rivers tainted by illegal mining activities. This is the Dabwase intake point where the Ghana Water Company Limited pumps and treats the pra for distribution to Takrade and parts of the central region. I'm fetching a sample from what is being pumped from the pra river. 
Samples fetched from the pra at the Dabwase Headworks of the Ghana Water Company tested positive for 0.288 milligrams per liter of arsenic, 0.186 of chromium, and 0.57 milligrams per liter of lead, all above the safety levels for these poisonous metals. But can the Ghana Water Company's treatment process eliminate the presence of poisonous heavy metals? We took a trip to the Materials Engineering Department of the College of Engineering, KNUST, to speak with engineer Dr. Benetta Kunsen. She has been researching into heavy metal removal from water using nanotechnology, mineral waste reprocessing, minerals processing, and waste management. Some suspended solids have the ability to remove heavy metals. A typical example is the iron oxide or iron oxide-based materials. So, for instance, if you have magnetite, maghematite, which is more like an oxidized form of a magnetite, it has the ability to remove these. So once these are the kind of suspended solids we have in the system, they would interact with the heavy metals in there and would certainly have some or undertake or undergo some sort of adsorption in the system. So when they remove the heavy metal, um, these suspended solids, which are iron oxides, then you are sure that some levels of heavy metals would have been removed. But typically, removing those ones doesn't clean water off heavy metals present. Currently, what um, Ghana Water is doing doesn't take care of that. It takes care of bacteria, microbial stuff in the water. But with respect to heavy metals, I can give you samples of water which contain heavy metals. They may be as clear as you can imagine, but then they would have levels, high levels of heavy metals in them. The pra is polluted mainly by miners opening their residue into the river at Chifu Kotoche, Chifu Praso, and Shamfans sitting on the river. But District Chief Executive for Wasa East, Emmanuel Boache, told our team there are no resources to fight them. We try as much as possible to get outboard motor attached to the uh, canoe so that we can track those guys. But what we realized was that there are a lot of stones in the river. So you cannot run through the river to that place. I think some time ago, two military men, two military men died on this very river, because of this uh, 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 mining in the river issue. So that has become a challenge to us. And that's the more reason why we were unable to uh, uh, take them away from the river. That's Poison for Gold. Um, you want to watch the full documentary at 8.30 p.m. on the Joy News channel, also on all our social media platforms. And that's how we wrap up today's edition of News Night here on Joy 99.7 FM. There's more when you log on to myjoyonline.com. We are unable to bring you That's My Opinion tonight. We'll definitely return sometime later. I am MF Apao. And my name is Evans Mensa. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder. La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.